show today. Oh, I come into the show today with, as my dad used to say, did you wake up today full of piss and vinegar? Yes. That's the way I enter the show today. Enter the show today on the completely erroneous national kiss-ass both both lips narrative. Mad today. Mad today. Otherwise, I'm feeling pretty good. Beautiful day today. Happy. Happy today. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. I am said he. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find uh, our producer, Ben Z. Kenny, for two more days. Producing the program today and tomorrow. At Ben Z. Kenny. Uh, you can find us over on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, over on Instagram and on the Facebook fan page. You can watch the show there uh, on Facebook Live. You can watch it also and subscribe for free on YouTube, uh, which continues to grow, which is nice. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. YouTube's uh, become really kind of a, uh, a, a favorite among many to uh, either listen to or pay attention to the program. So uh, we always appreciate it when you do. Uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website, simply thebillmichaels.com. You can download us and take us anywhere and everywhere on uh, The Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison. And as Phil told me yesterday, he said, every day I am on the tractor, he runs a landscape company. He says, cutting grass, I have you on the Apple iTunes podcast, and I love it. So, Phil, thank you for listening to the program. Doesn't matter where it's at, when it is, as long as you pay attention to it, that's all we care about. Uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts as well. Ben, how you doing this morning before I dive headfirst into this pool of pissed off? Good, Bill, and I'll shut up and let you dive in. <laughs> so, I got to – now, first of all, I will say this. I am a, a grumpy – SOB this morning, last night. Now, you know, if you've been paying attention to the program, I have had issues with Spectrum and the, the broadcast side of things. They gave me two lines, two different grids. We got you covered, and both have sucked. Lately, it's been bad. I don't know what they're doing at night, but they must be rebuilding something. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a break because it does take place overnight. But last night, again, again, uh, it started at about 1.30 in the morning. Power goes out, power comes on. Power goes out, power comes on. Things are beeping, things are, you know. I woke up at 1.30. I was, I was, I, normally I can go right back to sleep. I was wide awake, wide awake. So, uh, obviously no power, no internet. So, I grabbed my tablet, I grabbed my portable uh, internet package, and uh, I don't have to plug it in, it's charged. So, I set it up, and I'm on the internet, and I'm watching, I'm watching TV on the tablet. Watching Sports Center, going through all the stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm flipping through TV shows that are going to make me sleep. So finally, I start to doze off about two fifteen ish, two thirty. Click, everything comes on, everything beeps. I'm like, okay, great. So I unplug everything. 
Uh, I turn everything off. I turn the TV back on. I'm going to lay there. Now I'm wide awake again. And in about 15 minutes, it all goes out again. Spectrum's out. The power's on, but Spectrum's out. Now I get the buzz, and it says, you know, Spectrum outage in your area. Okay, great. Uh, we should have it repaired by 3 a.m. So at about 20 after 3, finally everything comes back on. And when it pops back on, the TV pops back on, which means it wakes me up uh, out of what light sleep I had. And I, I couldn't go back to sleep. So finally about 5.30 this morning, I, uh, I finally dozed back off. Uh, but I had meetings this morning, so I had to get back up and then get about my business. So that being said, I'm up this morning. Bedroom's, uh, you know, a buzz. I'm in the shower, and I turn on the four-letter network. And I'm watching Get Up this morning. And I, normally, I don't go after reporters because they just report. You know, they just report what they know. Uh, Diana Rossini is an idiot. I don't usually go that far, but today she was an absolute, total, dumb, buying-into-the-hype idiot right there with Mike Greenberg. The, and they're pumping this. I mean, it's over and over and over that the Packers don't want Rodgers. They wanted him out of town. They ran him out of town. They didn't like him over the last two years. And I'm like, whoa, I, what? 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 Ran him out of town? Wait a minute. Ho! Ho! Do they just, like, wake up every morning, run to wherever Rodgers is, just plant giant lips on ass, thank God he's in New York, and then they run into the studio with all of the suckum knowledge that they've just gotten out of Aaron Rodgers and the, oh, my gosh, I'm just glad to be here. And, it, and then the narrative goes, like, Green Bay is now just the worst place in the world to go, just a subcontinent franchise that has no business breathing the same air as anybody in New York as a franchise in the NFL? Are you serious? They ran him out of town. They didn't want him. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's this coming from? And nobody defends it. Nobody defends the Packers good against anybody. And I'm thinking to myself, they paid him $150 million. They strapped themselves cash-wise. They re-signed every damn bum he wanted, and they didn't want him? You cannot be this ignorant and stupid. You can't be. But apparently they are. Apparently they are. I just, I, I couldn't believe the hype that I was hearing. It's like they just bought the Mike Greenberg wake up wearing his Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey hype of of nothingness. I I, I I'm like wow I I can't believe what I'm hearing, you know, completely unfair to the Packers as an organization, and now. You know, it, God forbid Giannis ever leave Milwaukee, then we don't have really legitimate superstars here anymore, and they may just never talk about the state of Wisconsin again because we must be some backwards subcontinent country that isn't worthy of even being a part of the United States. It's like, you know, they're talking Green Bay and why would people want to go there and, they, you know, for what they do to veterans. And I'm, I'm like, really? Ask David Bakhtiari. They paid the man. They paid the man. They took their time with him. They paid the man. Devondre Campbell paid the man. Elton Jenkins paid the man. Jair Alexander, one of the highest paid corners in the league, paid the man. What, what are you talking about? 
And then they're talking about the facilities and how happy Rodgers is to be in New York. And so this is what it's like to be a part of a real NFL team. I almost fell out of my chair. Almost. Uh, 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 what? Oh, my God. It was just this pouring of gasoline and lighting the match on the Green Bay Packers as an organization. I was I was stunned. I was stunned at how much backhanded trash talk there was in the direction of the Green Bay Packers. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Uh, I, so I had to get that off my chest this morning. I'm not going to sit here and defend everything uh, because we know what the Packers organization are and is. And are there good parts? Yes. Are there bad parts? Yes. But to act like that this horrific thing has been done to Aaron Rodgers when he flat out lied and nobody, all of you hardcore, I'm going to get him, New York media, gutless, wussy, ballless, just chew his ass. His butt media members that were so big and bad that everybody should be scared of didn't question him on hardly anything. It was Matt Schneidman that actually made a statement. The rest of you went, oh, Aaron. Oh, my God. It was just embarrassingly bad. So you you couple that with the Stephen A. Smith dislike of Milwaukee and, oh, boy. So that's the way I started off... um, that's the way I started off my day today, was just in this level of frustration. And I was driving around. I had a couple of meetings, and I was just seething, going from post to post today. And I was just like, ooh, ooh, I couldn't wait to get on the air. How you doing today, Ben Kenny? I mean, I, I'm okay. I'd be lying to you if I said I was great. Uh, Michael Block went on the Ripper Magoo podcast last <laughs> I night. I saw that. Said if he, uh, if he drove the ball as far as Rory McIlroy, then he would be a world-class player. Which yeah, in he said and of he'd be itself, the best player in the world. Yeah, which like, okay, in and of itself, he's wrong. I, I respect the outlandishness and the confidence, but mm-hmm. the Ripper Magoo podcast, it yeah. just gets worse and worse. Yeah, he he's he's everywhere. So and, I guess uh, you and I are in a similar boat today. Yeah, I, I'm going to complain about the media for four hours as a media <laughs> member myself. Those idiots. I uh, I just was flabbergasted at, you, you know, and, and on this show, for anybody that listens to this program, I, I make a lot of people mad in a lot of different ways. But I always, while I have a strong take on a lot of things, I do try to look at things both sides. I really do. Because I have called people out on both sides. It And I get asked all the time, does it make you mad? It, it, do, do people get mad? People get mad all the time. But I've always said, if you're not going to praise me when I say something good, don't don't come after me when I say something bad because you lose that right. That makes you nothing more than a petulant baby who who is so unbelievably thin-skinned you can't handle it. So when stuff like this happens, and look, I I have talked about the Packers. I've talked about Gutekinds. I've talked about the good and the bad, the timing of things, everything that's gone on. I think I've been more than fair. But in this particular case, I thought it was just outlandish. What a, an incredibly and sincerely poor job that not only Diana Rossini did, but Mike Greenberg did. And then the, quote, panel to sit there and not say a word as if they're just nodding their head in agreement. It, I, I, was, I was dumbfounded. I am doing nothing more 
than rooting now for the Green Bay Packers to kick the absolute blank out of anybody they face. I always do because winning is good for us, but I look at things in a realistic light and try to be very objective in that sense when it comes to wins and losses and all that kind of stuff. And I know people get upset, but I, I it's just it is what it is. At least I'm honest. But in this case, it did nothing but fuel the fire. It did nothing but fuel the fire for me. I was just so beyond flabbergasted at the backhanded shots that were being taken at the Packers organization. I, I just, you know, and, and I, again, I was just out of my mind is what it is. Uh, again, if you want to chime in, you can. Uh, some big news, at least in the Milwaukee area, and maybe it's throughout the state, uh, but I woke up all this uh, also this morning via the local news. And the big news is, uh, you know, American Family Field. It's uh, the renovations that need to be done. Um, and I, I don't understand. This is what I don't get. And, and Ben, maybe you can help me out in, the, in, in this particular case. But it was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the Brewers and maybe a month ago, we were talking about uh, representatives and the government and the state and the governor. They were all going back and forth over funding to make repairs that are needed to the tune of like 200 something million dollars to American Family Field. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So then there was this, well, we've got this huge surplus of tax dollars in the war chest of the state. Some of those millions were going to be doled out to the to the brewers to keep American Family Field viable, not just for the brewers, but for all the activities and such that go on within that, even though it's only a couple of concerts a year. But it is an attraction. It is a major league city. It is something that needs to be some, done at some point. And then it got political, as most things do in the most stupid, stupidest sense of the word. Uh, and you get a bunch of horses' asses who couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, these milk-toast, weak-ass politicians who can't see the forest through the trees because they're so dedicated to their party and they're going to hang on like grim death rather than just doing what's right. So that was pretty much killed. And then you had a local group of people that were talking about doing the investment into this and making it better. Well, now, when all of that has gone kind of quiet, now baseball stepped in and said, you got to make repairs. Otherwise, the Brewers can break the lease with the city and with the the stadium district if they decide they would like to move. First of all, we know that's not going to happen. Secondly, uh, the city in Vegas is already taking on the uh, Oakland A's because the A's and that whole monstrosity is a complete and total dump. So, But you look at major league franchises that have left cities and how desperate those cities are then to get one back. Why in the world would you want to F with this? I, I, I don't understand it. But you got to get it done. Now, baseball, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, the giant lawyer-to-be that looks like Templeton the Rat, is coming to town, and he's going to tell everybody, you got to spend the money. We need the money on these certain things. There are certain things cracking and all that kind of – and I understand that there's upkeep that has to be done and repairs that need to be made for a stadium that's beyond 20 years old. It seems like yesterday it was opening up, but it is what it is. So they need to make some repairs. And now the arguments begin. You know, and, and all I got – all I keep saying is, is – my God, people talk about the public dollar and the investment, and I'm thinking, do you not look at Lambeau Field and see what the investment is? And they use that on, what, 10 occasions, 12 occasions a year? And and it, you couldn't even begin to imagine losing the Green Bay Packers, oh, arguing over money. You couldn't, you couldn't even fathom it. Couldn't fathom it. Then you thought, well, can't. Bucks, bucks suck. You know, I'm not spending any money there. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Millionaires, billionaires, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
But Seattle was calling, and everybody did the right thing, and all of a sudden now you got a championship. You've got a crown jewel in the middle of downtown Milwaukee. Uh, sure, certainly the city is a cesspool when it comes to violence. We all understand that. And uh, all of the, uh, again, the wussy politicians and all the people involved and all the gutless, ballish judges down there that don't do a damn thing to criminals the way they should be done, they don't do anything. So we understand what the city is, but the jewel in the middle of it is the Pfizer Forum. We can all agree upon that. It's beautiful. They're expanding that business district down there. They're doing many great things, and hopefully hopefully it's safe enough for the rest of us to go to. Okay? Great. So then you've got American Family Field, which is a destination because everybody knows in the area, whether it's Chicago, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, whatever, Kansas City, anybody that wants to drive here, you're going to see a game because it's got a roof on it. It's got a dome on it. It's, it's, it's a wonderful place to watch a baseball game. You're going to be able to utilize this thing 80-something, hopefully more than that, 90-plus dates a year. So why would you not take care of this? And it all gets bogged down in politics and, and BS and all the crap that you and I have to go through on the daily and whatever. But now it's become a thing. So now there's this, this maybe, maybe baseball's doing it on purpose. I can't imagine that baseball doesn't do anything that isn't on purpose. But they're coming here to tell everybody, you better fix this, figure out a way. Otherwise, there's a real possibility that the Brewers could possibly leave. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's all the angst that we woke up to this morning. Whew. Anything else, Ben? What did I miss? And then, obviously, Michael Block has pissed you off. Yeah. And, but I will say this. When he said, oh, if I hit the ball as far as Rory, I'd be the best player in the world, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> that didn't. That wasn't the part that got to me. The part that got to me was the idiot that was interviewing him, asking him why Rory's better than him. And what differentiates himself from players that are actually good? Right. It's like at that point, like, okay, go on Golf Podcast, go on McAfee, go on Good Morning America, go on Jimmy Kimmel, go on I, Conan, I, I don't know, go on every show in the world. But it, don't go on shows called the Ripper Magoo Podcast that are going to ask you about what makes a good golfer. Mm-hmm. God. Whatever. Ripper. I mean, am I going to watch today? Magoo. Probably. I'll probably watch today. I might be rooting for a downfall. Um, I, you know what? Via saturation, there might be many that are rooting for a downfall now. Featured group? You got Smiley Kaufman out there following them today? Okay. If anyone's as much of a sicko as I am and that name any, any Anytime you throw in the word Smiley, it's, it's just a joyous thing to pay attention to. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I need some Tylenol. That's what I need. We're not even an, an hour into the show yet. Holy crap. All right. There you go. That's uh, that's the start today. That's the start today. Uh, Mark says, funny they don't tell you what the stadium issues are. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They talked about certain things that uh, there's concrete that is cracked. There's some repair that needs to be done to the infrastructure of some of the metal inside the building. And I've seen it. I mean, you can walk through and you can see areas where rust has begun or metal or, or um, um, concrete is cracked. Uh, and has broken apart things on the outside, things on the inside. You you can go through. There's a list. There's a list. Yep. Hey, you forgot to uh, lead the show today with the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a big Swifty. Oh God, I um, <laughs> I honestly, I I got I got to admit, I did not hold, and I really don't. I shouldn't say this, but I don't really hold ill will against Aaron Rodgers, other than the fact that. He is a liar. 
He's been caught in lies, and nobody calls him on it. I, 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 you know, he's an incredible player. He turned weird from the day that I met him to the day that he left. He's he's just become a different guy, and the money, the power, the fame, the superstardom, all of that stuff went to his head. I mean, I'm sure around his boys or whatever guys that he has on his inner circle, friends, to them, he's the same. But the condescension, the lying, the self-absorbed BS, it, it, it's gotten old, you know. And, and, and it, we do feel that, that release of the specter of the cloud that was hanging over 1265. So I, I, I do that. But I, th- this – and I don't necessarily fault Rodgers. Because it's the it's the, the the gutless national media that just they just don't call anybody on stuff, and all of this big bad New York media that was supposed to be this hard. We were so much stronger than the Green Bay Green Bay media asked tougher questions. I don't ever want to hear again about the New York media and how tough they are. They're gutless. They're ballless. They have nothing, nothing on what's going on in Green Bay. Nothing. Nothing. And they're about to find out the exact same, and they're about to be made to look as foolish just in the nation's eyes because they don't ask the tough questions just like everybody said the Green Bay media did. The Green Bay media, at least, it was Matt Schneidman that came in and said, hey, what about this? It was the guy that covers the Green Bay Packers on a regular. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm off on a tangent now. I'm just, I'm so pissed. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show as I go take a breathe and a little Tylenol right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show on the air we are so glad you're with us today thanks so much enjoying the day beautiful weather today and it looks like it's going to hold for a while now and uh packers ota well underway and all the eyes are upon the uh the freshness that is jordan love and uh, the man that governs it all is taking a little bit of time out of his busy schedule to join us it's great to talk to him again mark murphy president of the green bay packers joining us on the hotline mark how you doing i'm doing fine bill glad to have you I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm enjoying my uh, start to summer and looking forward to uh, Packers football. Obviously, like everybody else is, uh, I, I want to start with your the announcement of getting the NFL draft. And, and a listener asked me, said, "Where does this accomplishment fall in your tenure as the president of the Green Bay Packers? So, what does it mean to you? And where does this accomplishment fall in your tenure to get the NFL draft to Green Bay?" Well, it's something we've been working on for a while, uh, going back to 2016. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really – I think, to me, it's it's great for the community. It's great for our organization. I mean, Bill, it's, it's huge for, uh, for the state, really. You think this is going to be the largest event we've ever held in, in Green Bay. And, uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm really pleased. And I, I'm gonna, I'll leave it for others to figure out, you know, where does it stand uh, – Although obviously winning the Super Bowl, I would say would have to put put that at the top. But this is uh, this is up there. 
Right, no doubt about it. So, Mark, uh, now that we've got that, the draft is coming, uh, I do got to ask a couple of things because people want to know, where's the stage going to be? I know that they said, well, if it snowed, it would be great. Uh, so, logistically, has that all been worked out? Was that part of the proposal, or was it just, hey, we can do this, give us an opportunity in a couple of years to put the details together? Well, it's really the decision of where uh, the stage will be is, is will be up to the league. They'll send people out. I know they've got some thoughts already, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, probably two or three different options, uh, but it'll be somewhere in the Lambeau Field uh, campus, as they call it. So now that we move on towards the season, i got to ask you, Mark, how, how different of a feel is it this year? I mean, obviously it was a very – uh, up and down, you know, publicity-wise and both behind the scenes and in, in public uh, with Aaron Rodgers over the last three years. How different of a season is it this year when you look out to, uh, I'm going to say, a little bit of uncertainty? Well, it's very different. I mean, there's no question. It's probably uh, you know, similar to 2008, right? Although, you know, in Aaron's first year as a starter, the previous year we were in the NFC Championship game, so... It is different in that regard. But, uh, no, you know, I, I think uh, obviously we had a you know, great run with Aaron and, you know, appreciate everything he did. and <clears throat> Pretty remarkable, really. I think the longest tenure of any, any anybody in the history of the Packers and all that he's accomplished. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a, an excitement, uh, certainly a lot of uncertainty, you know, not really knowing what to expect with the team this year, particularly with Jordan. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's the other thing that's obviously very different. I mean, uh, the expectations recently have been so high every year that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how our team responds. I think, I think they're anxious to prove people wrong. Because I, they've seen some of the predictions that, uh, you know, that I've seen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm – confident and very hopeful that we'll have uh, we will surprise people and play a lot better than people think yeah i was going to ask you because i know expectations aren't real high we've all kind of been there done that when it comes to making our predictions um so but it's not a you know people you want to use the term rebuild and i know david bakhtiari talked about it but being a former player and you kind of know in a locker room what a rebuild's like and what it's like to start replacing important pieces it's not a rebuild it's just you've you've shuffled the quarterback position and you're trying to get better at other positions after some veterans are gone right oh exactly yeah that's uh, happens every year in the nfl it's you know, the nfl stands for not for long careers are short and uh you know we've been very very fortunate to have some great players that had long careers here, but uh, you know, the average career bills about three years, and those are people that play one year. So it's the nature of the game. And uh, you know, I, I think I think Brian and Matt, uh, well, Brian particularly in terms of with our drafting, and uh, I, I think I think we've got some young players that we're really excited about. You know, it, the, okay, for go us ahead. to be good, I think you got you, we're going to see them take big steps in their second and third years the uh what's what's more for you to do franchise wise because we know that the 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 player personnel that's brian good against russ ball matt lafleur and company for on the field what is more what is left for you to do because we were talking earlier i remember sitting with bob harlan the night of the brown county tax vote and bob was nervous and he wasn't sure if this thing was going to go through and he really didn't have much of a plan b he told me that and said man this is what my vision is but i don't think he envisioned this as to what it is today so what's what's the expansion of the mark murphy vision 
beyond what we see at Lambeau Field now? Well, title town. Uh, you know, I, I, obviously, that's you know, we've been very pleased with that. I think it's been a great addition for the organization and the community, and kind of finishing that out, um, and then you know, making sure that the stadium you know, continues to serve us well. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, I feel very fortunate. You know that. You know, it's funny we were looking at this the other day, Bill. So that major renovation that was done in 2003, um, the public money that was put into that was 295 million. Since then, we have put in 600 million, and all from the Packers. So mm-hmm. I would say Bob and <laughs> Bob. Bob and everybody who fought for that uh, can feel pretty good that uh, look look what it's it's put us in a position where you know, we've been able to continue to invest in the stadium, and the 600 million is just in the stadium. It doesn't count. It doesn't count what we've done in Titletown. I uh, I get a sense of it every time we visit Chicago, and you guys come in and sit in front of me in that press box, and I think of the 600 and something million they spent for that versus what uh, the Taj Mahal of football is in Green Bay, and I thank God that you guys did it the way you did it in Green Bay. I will say that. I'm sure you get an appreciation. So now, now that uh, you know, I don't want to say like your reign is coming to an end, but uh, you know, now what's it like when you start thinking about a year and a half, two years down the road, and and you know, I don't want to necessarily say you want to ride off into the sunset, but what do you what are you thinking about now uh, as far as legacy goes for Mark Murphy? Well, uh, still have a little bit over two years. Uh, a big part of it, though, and we're, we're, I'm involved in it, is uh, starting the succession planning process for identifying my successor and you know having a transition period where I'd work with him or her in the transition period. Uh, but no, I, I, I've, I've been very, very fortunate. And, you know, to be quite honest, the most important thing, <laughs> I want to make sure that I leave the football side in good shape. Uh, you know, I'm obviously making a big transition from, you know, at the change of quarterback, it's, uh, I mean, it's obviously more than just a quarterback, but you know as well as I do that, you know, there's no more important position in any other professional sport than quarterback in the NFL. And, uh, you know, it's a big. We made a big transition. It's funny, you know. You think about it. That was my first. My first year with the Packers was Aaron's first year as a starter. So I've been very mm-hmm. blessed. <laughs> Fifteen years with him as a starter, and uh, hopefully, we can have a similar transition to, to Jordan. Has there been anything through this process, and it goes back a few years, like you had mentioned, that has been? Uh, I, I was listening this morning. I was telling this, and I, it, it really angered me this morning. I'm listening to ESPN and how they were just fawning over Rodgers and that, you know, he, oh, this is what it's like to be in a big city. This is what it's like to be in a real organization. And d- do you listen to this stuff and do you t- kind of take offense or is there something that's really kind of stuck with you through this process that you thought, damn it, the Green Bay Packers just haven't been understood from this managerial side? Bill, you can't. You drive yourself crazy if you listen to all the stuff. Some of the stuff that's being said. I mean, everything's now about getting clicks, and uh, and I particularly don't read comment sections. Those are really bad. Yeah. Sometimes my uh, my kids or my wife will say, "Hey, Dad, did you see this?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want to." No, it, it's uh, hey. At the end of the day, it all comes down to if, if you win and you have success. Uh, that's the most important thing. And, uh, 
but it, it is really interesting how the, the game and the way the game's covered has changed. Obviously, a lot since I played, but you know, even since I started with the Packers in 15 years with social media, and, uh, everything is, you know, everything is becomes public now. What uh, what excites you other than the young young talent about this season, Mark? Because you've got some rule changes, you've got some things that are going to be instituted. You've still got a coaching staff now without Aaron Rodgers trying to prove itself. You've got young talent defensively. Obviously, the we, we would consider the vision more wide open. You've got the uh, you know resurgence of Detroit. You've still got the Minnesota Vikings. You got a tough team in Chicago now trying to make a run at you. So c- talk about the optimism and the excitement of the upcoming season. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, we got a young team, and uh, you know, there's gonna go, there's gonna be a learning process, but you know, there's a lot of great talent. You know, you look at, especially on defense, you know, the number of top draft picks that we've invested on that side. Um, and you know, the other thing, I, I'm really excited. I mean, it's been great having Aaron, uh, but I think you'll see a little bit more of Matt's. Matt LaFleur's true offense, uh, because with Aaron, so much of it was his ability to read things on the line and then get us <clears throat> in and out of different plays. I think now you're going to see, uh, you know, I think probably rely a little more on the running game and play action. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, and I, I you know, I, well, I, I'm really very interested, but also excited about uh, Jordan. You know, I've seen. And it's, you know, the it's kind of history repleting itself a little bit. Uh, and you think, you know, Aaron, and it doesn't happen nowadays in the NFL that Aaron sat for three years behind Brett, came in and uh, obviously had great success. Although not, you know, not so much right away. I mean, he did struggle a little bit in that first year. But, uh, you know, what I've seen with Jordan is, you know, you saw bits and pieces, uh, particularly I thought uh, in the Eagles game last year. But just watching him in practice and, you know, the last couple of years in OTAs, you know, he's really been running the team. And just to see how he's improved over the last three years gives me a lot of hope that, that he is ready to, to take over. Mark, it's a, it's a great thing to get the draft, a, a nice feather in your cap. I appreciate your time always when you get a chance to join me. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you up there at training camp. And, and best of luck. I, you know, I certainly hope that this season is is everything that everybody hopes it is because I know it's it's great for your business, it's great for my business, and, uh, God, we'd all like to uh, can reconvene out in Vegas. That's for damn sure, and uh, maybe hoist a trophy. So I appreciate it. Well, you kind of, we're, I think we're going to be flying under the radar a little bit. So, and, you know, that's – certainly different than what we've uh, been used to but uh, I, I think our, our team really uh, welcomes the challenge Mark it's always a pleasure I appreciate it okay yep thank you Bill thanks pal talk to you soon there you go Mark Murphy president of the Green Bay Packers joining us on the hotline um, kind of not expecting a ton uh, because you don't know what the expectation should be in Green Bay uh, the league is going to handle a lot of the staging but he doesn't want to give out the details to that the expansion of Titletown continues uh, monetarily. Um, when you talk about legacy, as he said, it's really not for him to judge. It's for others. But getting the NFL draft to Green Bay was certainly important and something they've been working on for years. Um, he's excited from what he has seen and witnessed and heard regarding the progress uh, of Jordan Love. Uh, there's a lot to kind of chew on there. Um, but when he gives you the number of $290 million, to renovate Lambeau Field 
And that's why I have to throw it in. When you look at the $670 million that they spent in Chicago, that they blew in Chicago on that god-awful dump of a stadium. And then you look at the expansion of the additional $600 million that was both bought for the Packers and raised via the, the, the stock sale. And what they've done and where they're at. And the division has closed. The gap has closed. But the optimism reigns supreme. Um, a lot of good stuff. Ben, is there anything you took away from that that you heard and you went, oh, anything like that? Nothing at the top of mind. Uh, you know, there isn't as much peddling of the new parking garage as maybe I would have thought. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I mean, clearly he is he is also in the camp of this team is I, we don't expect as much as we've expected from previous teams. And he, he emphasized that both mm-hmm. locally and nationally, which frankly I think might be a good thing. And it goes back to our discussion yesterday of pressure, where it's like, how can said quarterback have all the pressure in the world on him when everybody kind of understands what this season is? I think it that's what makes it so exciting. But to hear him emphasize that, I think, was noteworthy. There wasn't a, oh, you know, still the Packers still expect to win the division. It was, no, this team, like, they know that they're going to be doubted, which I think is a good angle to have. I... Um... I, I took away from that a couple of things, and I asked the question, you know, did you hear what's said when people tend to backhand, you know, Green Bay, not necessarily in those specific words, but he just said, look, we're just don't not going to listen. Not going to listen to that stuff, and, you know, it, it you, know, you, can't, you can't fight everybody. Uh, but the one thing he did say was um, the league is covered differently, differently in many different ways. So, um it's it's kind of what he didn't say, you know. He didn't go out of his way to defend anybody, to say, oh, no, they've got this right or they've got that right. And he wasn't going to disparage Rodgers. He did say he looks forward to seeing a more uh, true version of Matt LaFleur's offense because – and he wasn't a backhand slap at, at Rodgers. He just said because Rodgers' knowledge and the ability to, to read different defenses much quicker and such. And uh, so he looks forward to that. Um, a lot of things that – we we have been stating in many different ways he kind of touched upon. So good stuff. And thanks to Mark Murphy, uh, the Green Bay Packers, president of the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. So good stuff there. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Hey, uh, coming up next weekend, there is a motorcycle ride. It's called Hogs for Heroes, and it is a tremendous ride. And I'm honored because they not only uh, invite me to come along, but they let me speak about our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. But it's going to be on June 4th uh, from Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus, Smoke on the Water, and Okachi. Both of those entities are going to be involved. Uh, look up for both. I can even repost it over on the Facebook fan page. But if you're a motorcycle rider, uh, the, the Hogs for Heroes is a tremendous campaign where they give a motorcycle to a deserving veteran every year. And somebody that uh, you know could use that wind therapy, we'll say. But uh, they they raise money and they literally buy and give to veterans a, a motorcycle for their ability to ride again. And I think it's such a wonderful, wonderful, cool thing. So if you can uh, join Joe Hennis 
and the gang from uh, Hogs for Heroes coming up next weekend, uh, June 4th. That is uh, out in Hubertus at Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon uh, to smoke on the water on Okachi Lake. A lot of good stuff going on. Check it out for yourself. You can find them over on Facebook, and I hope to see you there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.